Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. Hey, everyone. This is Sania Elamine of Flynance, a debt-free travel and financial freedom blog. I am super passionate about inspiring others to fly financially free. And what I mean by that is really living life on your terms without financial worry. Um, I'm a 26-year-old Black woman living in New York City. And during my lifetime, I've been able to travel to 28 countries across six continents. And often I'm asked how I afford to travel. So, you know, I was at a point in my early 20s where I really realized that a lot of my friends were struggling with managing their money. So was I. We weren't building wealth. Um, and so many people were yearning for travel, right? They'd be in my DMs asking me how they can take trips like me. Um, but often their barrier was around finances. So I really created finance to answer that call and show people that no matter what your income is, you can save for travel, you can travel often, you can live debt-free and build wealth. So in my own finances, I am on track to become debt-free this year and really kickstart my financial independence journey. And I really see my purpose through finance to change the narrative for Black millennial women uh, to live debt-free. I feel like debt is so normalized in our communities and, and really working, really working ourselves to death, literally, um, is so normalized in our, in our community. So I seek to challenge those narratives and show other alternative realities of what's possible. My background is in the consumer credit industry. I've, um, you know, I, I've worked for some of the biggest credit card companies in the industry, and I have a background in business management. So I like to think that I bring tangible and accessible personal finance. Excuse me. I like to think that I bring personal and accessible finance knowledge to my readers. So I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you so much, Sunia. You're my new best friend. I'm like, Hold oh, on, thank you. Um, I'm like, this is, yes, this is exactly what we're supposed to be talking about. These are the, these are the conversations we need to be having, right? You're 26. You figured out how to get a handle on managing your money early, right? Like some people don't figure out how to manage their money until they're 46 or 66 or never. And so I think it's so important for us to be having these conversations often with our friends. I literally was just reading something earlier and I've, this has come up as a theme this week, actually, <laughs> um, as far as, you know, how do we talk to each other about finances? Should we talk to each other about finances? And what it sounds like you're saying is that it's necessary. And I think it is too, because essentially it's going to come up regardless, right? If we are as, uh, you know, the saying goes, successful as, you know, the five to 10 people that we surround ourselves with, right? That if we aren't having these conversations, that we're, if no one is doing it, then we're going to be staying in the same place. Somebody has to be the one that is, you know, being the catalyst to start talking about, hey, like, oh, let's go to brunch cool. Like it's in my budget or it's not in my budget. And then your friends look at you like, what? Like, do you not have a budget? And then you can have a conversation or, you know, like, oh, let's go on a trip. Cool. Like let's plan it out in enough time that we can save for it, you know? And so what for you, you said that you looked around and you saw for yourself and for a lot of your friends, managing money was difficult. What was difficult about that process? Well, I think it was uh, a number of factors. I think one, so many of us, just for context, I grew up in Baltimore. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. 
And I think so many of us uh, grew up in households where our parents and our family struggled, right? So I think the first stumbling block was very few of us had a blueprint of what financial success looks like, right? Um, you know, if you don't come from a family where people own their homes or where, you know, people save for retirement or where life insurance is something that is guaranteed or where you don't have to do a GoFundMe when your auntie or uncle passes away because they thought ahead and planned proactively, right? So I think really starting there, really starting from starting from scratch and realizing that for our own selves, we have to learn this. We, we don't have a blueprint to, to fall back on. Uh, and I think too, the, the second part is just around how normalized debt is in so many of our lives, right? How many people listening, uh, you know, kind of grew up with this idea that everyone's in debt, right? Um, or grew up with this idea that in order to get a quality education or do some of the things that you wanted to do in life, buy a home, have a nice car, that you had to have a mortgage, have a car note, right? These are all ways that we put ourselves in debt, right? I mean, heck, the new iPhone just came out and how many of us have already conditioned ourselves to think, oh, you know, I'm just going to finance this this phone over a long time. Well, newsflash, guys, you're putting yourself in debt. Um, so I think that was really the, the second hurdle was just around when debt becomes so normalized, how do you really build wealth when you are constantly in a cycle of paying people that you owe or paying companies that you owe? Um, and then I think the third point was just around um, just around how how much of a novelty wealth building is in our communities, right? Um, I, I think if you if you just happen to have those sort of connections or you happen to have people in your life that talk about these things, more times than not, you know, I think in, in our community, especially in the black community, uh, and, and not to generalize, but I think many of us are not taught ways to build wealth. We're taught savings. We're taught, you know, just, just put the money under your mattress. And right. And I think that comes with some of the generational traumas that we've experienced, right? It's only been a hundred years since the Tulsa massacres, right? Where literally white people did everything in their power to keep black people from building wealth. So I think, you know, there are traumas that we still carry even into the 21st century where we are apprehensive about stock investing. We're apprehensive about putting our money in big banks. Um, and, and we're apprehensive about some of the ways that, you know, our, our white peers and, and their families and their grandparents have been able to build wealth over generations that we're honestly just getting hip to. So I think those were kind of the three main reasons why I think myself and, and other people in my close community were really struggling, um, struggling with our money. And then, you know, I think just in general, living in the United States and and being a 90s baby, I think we have just grown up in such an age of hyper consumerism, right? We are just so programmed to spend more than what we earn, right? To live beyond our means, to keep up with the Joneses. And I think that really has a really negative impact on, on how we manage our finances, how we think about ourselves um, relative to our peers and where we should be. Um, and, and I think it really creates this almost competition around, well, you know, who, who, you know, who's going to be the youngest person with, with the home. Right. Uh, but not thinking, you know, can you actually afford that? Um, so I, I really think that those are some of the factors that felt really salient to me when I was thinking about, uh, just where I wanted to be with my finances and, and really seeing, hey, I'm not the only person struggling in this. Woo. If y'all are not taking notes yet. Oh. 
you need to be to press and pause, go grab you a notebook, grab your little phone, put the notes app out, take it, get your life together because already so many gems being dropped here. And I'm so excited to to hit on some of these and to let y'all know how you can continue to learn from Sunia moving forward. But some of the things that you said that really stood out to me were you know, that you may have to create your blueprint for financial success. That's what I heard you saying, right? Because you may not have been given the blueprint from somebody else, that it may be on you to create the blueprint. Someone has to be the first, right? And my motto is, is we are the ones, you know, we are the ones that have to, to bear the brunt of a lot of work um, because we may be the ones that are are able to at this point, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Just far enough removed from the generational trauma, which is another thing that you mentioned, to be able to see what's going on and address it. So the other thing was addressing, you know, these generational patterns within our family, within our culture, within society, within the world, which really gets kind of deep if you think about it, you know? And it's so, it, it flies under the radar because it's so ingrained in everything that we do that it's tough to to identify, I think, at times. Yes. But when we start having these conversations and how we can surround ourselves with people that are doing uh, what we want to do in some way, shape, or form, that it may not necessarily be that it's someone from a different cultural background, but that someone who has gotten a blueprint or has created a blueprint. And we can say, huh, what is it that's going on over here? They don't have these certain beliefs or habits or behaviors. And that means because of that, they're able to accomplish X, Y, and Z, you know? And one of those things, right, for a lot of people is that debt is not normal. You were saying, we at this point in our, our culture, it's just like everywhere. Like now in a place where, you know, I've personally finished paying off my debt this year. So congratulations to you for being on a path to during a pandemic, paying off your debt, um, which is a reflection on the work that you've been doing for years, right? Like this year is just a spotlight being shed on all of the things we were or were not doing previous to this year. And for as many people, I'm so gracious and so glad to be able to get DMs on a daily basis of young people killing it in their personal finance and their personal growth journeys, that regardless of this pandemic that we're in, that they're able to save, that they're able to pay down their debt, that they're able to become debt-free, you know, in 2020. I'm like, we need to throw a party. We need to throw a debt-free 2020 party. <laughs> Time me up, sis. Yes, Virtual I love that. Party for those who have that. been able to, you know, commit themselves to a plan and create a strategy that's going to affect generations to come in their family. So, you know, the main three things that you mentioned that I think are so necessary is, you know, you might be the one to create your blueprint of financial success and just success in general in your life and in your family. Debt is not normal, and if you believe it is, you need to challenge that thought and addressing generations trauma could be the shift that needs to occur for your mindset to transform. So for you and your journey, you know, you you took a moment to look around and see, hey, what's going on here? Do I like it? Do I want to keep things this way or do I want to change them? What was the first thing you did after you had that realization? Yeah, the, so the first thing that I did to really start my my journey was was honestly seeking the help of a professional. So, you know, full context for me, I think people see me now and think, oh, you must have always had it together, right? You must have always been thinking this way. And I know that's absolutely not true, right? I am a recovering overspender. I am someone who lived paycheck to paycheck, even as a high earner. 
for several years before I, I really started to um, shift my mindset around money and, and really start to make material changes in my finances. So, you know, I think, again, for anyone who's listening who might think, oh, well, you know, I'm really struggling, know that I was there too, right? If, if you would have told me even a year ago that I would be where I am now in terms of paying off this much debt and really being so close to debt freedom, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, so, so really for me, the first thing was, was, was seeking professional help, right? I think it's, it's about changing your mindset and then also about finding, finding that support if you need it. So for me, I knew I could not do it by myself. I, up until that point had never had my own budget. I never kind of stuck to my own financial plan. So I needed someone who was going to be there in terms of accountability to say, okay, you set this goal for yourself. How are you doing with it? Okay, it's payday. How how are we doing with our with our money, right? So I really needed that handholding early on um, because it was so new to me. It was so foreign to me to say, okay, this is all the money that I have available, and I'm not going to spend beyond that. Um, so so yeah, I I want to say that that was one of the first steps, and then kind of what I've also mentioned is at the same time was also starting to shift my mindset, starting to tell myself I can do this. I can see myself becoming debt-free, right? And starting to uh, refuse to kind of tell myself those negative scripts that I was holding around money, that I would always be in debt, that I couldn't save, that I needed to make more money, that I wasn't making more money, that, you know, just like some of the things I think we tell ourselves, right? How many times have we said to ourselves, I'm so broke, right? Well, what you tell yourself is what you become. So I also had to challenge myself to think more positively about my money to, you know, just attract more abundance into my life and and to say, okay, I'm not, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I have the power to get there. So, you know, it, I, I want to say that that does not happen overnight. It, it came from following podcasts, being on Instagram, following people in the hashtag debt-free community, starting to see more Black women that look like me that were really taking control of their finances and, you know, having that representation to say, okay, there are people like me who didn't come from Silver Spoons who are doing this, um, you know, and really investing in my own self-education to say, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. So it's a really, it starts from your mindset. And then I think for me, it was really finding that accountability partner, that coach, that advisor who could really kind of hold my hand in the early days when I was really just so unsure of, of how to move forward um, and, and just kind of give me that accountability and that reassurance to keep going. I love it. You're dropping some serious gems right now. This is fabulous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, You're you- so great. <laughs> well, it's it's perfect because it's exactly what I talk to people about on a daily basis. Yes, and I didn't coach you for this for this conversation. No, we did not. We I did promise. not coach. No one was coached in the making of this conversation. Um, and so it's it's great because it's like okay, yes, of course. Like this is just like you said, representation. Like me as a you know black woman, who a lot of it I had to figure out on my own. But what you're saying is we did a lot of the same things curate what you consume so 
if you're on social media, if you are, do are you listening to music? What kind of music are you listening to? Like I had a podcast that was like my debt free podcast because it was songs that helped me remember like this is why I'm doing this stuff. This is why I'm going to work today, you know, to pay this thing down. And so you were intentional, right, and strategic about your plan, and you did what naturally seemed to make sense for you as far as next steps, right? So you had the realization and you were like, you, you, you made the connection that, huh, well, I recognize after looking at myself and my behavior and my mindset that this may not be something that I can do by myself. And you acted on that as opposed to stuffing it down. Like, no, let me give it a try. You know, you were like, let me find professional help. And it takes a humble person and humility is vulnerability. And that is strength. To be able to say, okay, you know, I don't have all the answers. I can't do it all by myself. Like, let me get some assistance. And I think what happens is that because it kind of is very personal, like money happens to be something that's really tied to, I think sometimes our identity and how we see ourselves and not yes. wanting to be judged and guilt and shame. Yeah. And that we don't want to talk to people about it because we feel like, oh, what are they going to think about me because of this amount of money that I've mismanaged or, you know, what are they going to say or whatever the case may be. But really, at the end of the day, when you can get to a place that you can say, all right, I need to address this so that it doesn't get in my way later on and make that decision to for your for your current self and for your future self, essentially. Right. Like Sania now. Right. Is going to be thanked by Sania five years from now. And you're thanking yourself a year ago for making the choices that you did that have gotten you to the point to pay your debt off now. And so what I don't think is that we really weigh the scale of the choices that we're making now and how that either helps or hinders us moving forward. And you said, you told yourself like, okay, I can do this. You took the time to recognize what you were thinking about and make the connection that your thoughts are going to show up in your experience and in your behavior. And so it's so many pieces that to me, like literally it's a whole full-time job to just be a human, you know, like, it's, it takes a lot, but it, you know, the, the, the work and the effort that you put in pays off literally <laughs> and figuratively it's a, it's a finance and a personal growth journey. To me, I say it to people all the time, like they're, they're intricately tied together. You can't do one without the other. You couldn't continue to be the person that you were, not that there was anything wrong with you before, but the person that you were meant to evolve into had different characteristics to exercise, had different insights and awareness to become, you know, uh, clear on. And so what it sounds like is that for you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you know, in making this decision have also grown and evolved throughout the process. Absolutely. Yeah. In ways that honestly, I never knew were even possible, right? Even being here today and, and talking to you and sharing my journey was something that uh, even for so long, I, I feared, right? I, you know, I didn't just have the idea for finance and then I just started it, right? I have been thinking about finance in some form or fashion since 2018. But when did I actually really start committing to myself, committing to this journey, committing to this personal finance journey? Really the end of last year when I was just so tired of my, I was so fed up with myself, right? <laughs> I had been working with an advisor for a couple months and I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to make progress, but like I could really become debt free next year. Like if I really stick to it and you know, like I, that was just an ambitious goal that I had for myself. But for that year and a half where I just kind of sat around, I was so paralyzed with fear, right? 
for those same things that you just mentioned, right? I think I felt like such a hypocrite to even get in front of people and talk about anything related to finance when I knew I was still struggling with keeping up with my budget and not swiping my credit card and, and just all of these things, right? And then I think I just also had almost this imposter syndrome that was just like, well, you know, whatever success I'm finding in this, like, you know, it must be a fluke. Like, I'm a fluke. I'm like, no one's going to want to hear from me. It just, I, I just had such mental blockers that I had to get over in both my, my finances and also in this journey that it's just like, I don't know what was in the air in January, though. I was just like, no, I'm going to do this. Well, I think it was also like, I felt like the universe and like, my body was telling me that this was something I was, I needed to do. Like I would get so anxious. And when I wouldn't do it, when I wouldn't work on finance, when I wouldn't post, when I wouldn't talk about these things, I, I started to get so much anxiety. Cause it was almost like my body knew like, girl, this is something that, that people want to hear. And, and honestly to see how much this community has grown since January has been just incredible. And, and I think a further testament that, um, that I have to keep going with this. So, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you on, on your points. And it's so interesting to hear from your perspective, being in mental health and in counseling um, that, you know, so much of this is tied, right? So much of uh, what you're able to do with your finances and, and in this wealth building journey is a reflection of how well you're taking care of your mental health, right? And how much you're prioritizing yourself. And I know that for so long, I was ignoring how I was feeling. And I think that was leading me into just worse money decisions, honestly. So, you know, I think to, to be where I am now, it's, it is truly a reflection of almost like a metamorphosis. So I just want to let anyone know out there, you know, no matter where you are now and today and what you've been through and the struggles that you're going through, true, trust me, like there's so much that can happen in a year um, and don't give up on yourself because like you're saying, that future self is just going to be so grateful and so thankful that that you're able to elevate and, and go to that next level. Yeah, you know, you you mentioned something that made me, made me think of, I guess, maybe a way of walking through things, right? Because you mentioned ambition, right? You said you made this ambitious goal. And that prior to, you know, getting to the place that you're at now, that fear was one of the things that would paralyze you. And I think fear oftentimes paralyzes all of us, you know, in some way, shape or form. And what came to mind was, you know, we can be paralyzed by fear or we can paralyze fear with ambition. Because I'm thinking like, what is an anecdote? You know what I mean? What is something that could um, stop fear in its tracks? And I think that for you, it sounds like, you know, having this ambition and a lot of people, like I think everyone listening has ambitions. They have things that they want to do. They have a book. They have a song they want to sing. They have a movie they want to make. They have, you know, a, they want to be a good parent. They want to be a good partner. Um, but when fear gets in the way and we allow it to stay for too long without channeling it into something else, that it, it leads to regret. And when you can acknowledge that the fear is there and then turn it into something else, then you can see the benefits of not necessarily success in accomplishing the goal. Cause sometimes it's not about the outcome. Right. Sometimes it's about the opportunity to walk in fear 
and put one foot in front of the other regardless and see what happens and show yourself that you can be courageous because maybe, you know, I'm not speaking it for you. Finance is about to be popping on whole new levels, okay? (laughs) But let's say hypothetically, right, that if I'll use myself instead because I'm not going to speak nothing on nobody else. If, If I started a business and it wasn't about the outcome of that business being whatever I would call successful, right, quote unquote, that that business might need to fail for me to do another business that needs to thrive. Mm. And if I attach myself to the outcome of this thing too much or the fear gets in the way of me even starting the first thing, how can I get to level 10 if I can't get past level one? That to me, like debt is a low level issue. Debt, and it sounds crazy because debt keeps people from literally getting married and buying houses and falling in love and living their best lives and seeing the world. But debt is a low level issue because there are so many things once you get past debt that you can focus on and learn and grow through to build wealth and to build your health in the, in the, aftermath of getting past that low level issue that it's like we need to get rid of this little thing so we can get to these other things there's a whole world out there you've been to 28 countries which by i need to hear about that before we get off of here but you know that's what came to mind was like we can be paralyzed by fear or we can paralyze fear with ambition or with you know our dreams or with courage you know what i mean definitely definitely So tell me about these places that you've been. Maybe we should play a little quick game if you're up for it. Okay. Let's play Would You Rather. Now, you've got me beat because you've been to 28 countries. I've probably only been to like like 10-ish or something like that. Okay. Would you rather go somewhere tropical or go somewhere, uh, let's say, like like a, a city? I'm definitely more of a city girl. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm tropical. I I'm, I need to be by a beach, some water somewhere near the equator. Uh-huh. But I don't. I still do love. I do love a good city trip. Okay. Would you rather the cold or the hot? The hot for sure. Okay. One more. Would you rather do you do you rather fly international or fly domestic? Oh, that's hard to say. Uh, I'm gonna just say international just because in this current moment, just so many of the beautiful places in the world are just not open to US citizens. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna say flying internationally. Yeah, there's just some some thrill about being able to explore a new place that's unlike, you know, the, the place where I'm from, which is the US. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I fly internet. I would much rather fly international because let me not say there's because you because you have amenities while you're flying international. Yeah, that that's a good point. <laughs> while you're while you're flying internationally, if y'all know what I'm talking about. And then also I just catch up on my movies because I'm so busy with work. Yes. I watch a lot of movies that when okay, I know that's a that is a real hack. Yes. Literally taking international trips just to catch up on like all the latest future <laughs> films is is a real hack when movie theaters were a thing, which is also like so crazy. But yes, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> so, okay, you started, you know, you started finance to support other young people learning how to manage their money and also learn how to travel and pay off debt at the same time, learning how to build wealth. Um, at this point, how is it that they can best learn from you? Like, is it that you're doing posts? Are you doing IG lives? Do you have a course or? 
Yeah. So a great way to kind of follow follow me and my journey and the things that I'm thinking about regularly is through Instagram. Um, I am definitely a blogger, but I have really found a lot of comfort and kind of the micro blogging on Instagram. So yeah, I, I try to post almost daily, whether that's through stories, through my feed. Um, I have done quite a few Instagram lives with different entrepreneurs, content creators, and just folks in this space to primarily black women to just inspire you and, and just show you that, you know, no matter who you are, and where you come from, that you can see the world, live on your terms, move abroad, take a sabbatical, pay off an insane amount of debt, travel hack, right? That all of these things that I think, speaking for myself, that I grew up only seeing white people do on like the travel channel, right? Um, that there are people like us doing it. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to share that, you know, if you're enjoying this conversation and, and really want to learn more about how I think about traveling often for the low, you definitely want to check out my new course. You can find all the details on my Instagram. That's at fly.nance. And just click the link in my bio to, to learn more about that course. I'm really excited to uh, really just bring, bring to life a lot of the things that I feel like I know that I've shared on my blog in one place for, for folks that are are ready to take 2021 by by the horns and and see more of the world and uh, and do it without putting themselves into a financial bind. So uh, so those are some of the ways you can continue learning from me for sure. I love it. So we're gonna make sure to come over there, love on you, follow, engage, yes, DM with you. your questions and whatnot. Okay. So as we wrap up here, what would you say is like your number one? rule of advice for someone who feels stuck in their journey and trying to figure out, you know, how to create some motion, what would you say? Yeah, I think that's such a great question. I, you know, I I have to kind of take it back to really filling yourself up with those positive affirmations. And, And I think for me, just kind of being someone who loves social media, I have done that, particularly when I felt stuck by following accounts on Instagram, right? Um, or Twitter or, or whatever social media platform that you're most comfortable with, right? But I think social media is a double-edged sword, right? You can either use it, consume it, and let it consume you, right? Following a bunch of nonsense and, you know, getting caught up into things that are not actually elevating your mind or, or challenging you or, or helping you move forward, Or you can use that as a tool to really build community with like-minded individuals, challenge yourself, learn new things, learn other people's perspective on how they're, um, you know, attacking their personal finance goals. And I I think once I kind of opened my eyes to that possibility around social media, so much changed, right? When I tell you that even during this pandemic, when, you know, so many of us have been, um, you know, in the house and practicing social distancing, I have just found such a sisterhood of other Black women, women of color, Latinx women who um, are committed to this journey, committed to this journey about living debt-free, about traveling, about solo traveling. And it's been incredible to be in community with them. And, you know, we could be on opposite sides of the globe, but if we're all kind of talking in the same social media posts, if we're starting a a group together, right, that we can still build community. And I think I've learned so much from, from them in this process, even, you know, 
now being a business owner and venturing into the wild, wild west of entrepreneurship while still having a nine to five job, um, I, I still find so much comfort in in, in knowing them. So I, I think if you're stuck, I would say what's free 99 is going right to Instagram, following hashtags like hashtag debt free journey, hashtag personal finance, hashtag black PF community, hashtag debt free community, and just start to, you know, find who are the people that, you know, when you see their content, when you see their posts, like, you enjoy it. Like you find it aesthetically pleasing. You and you and you like what they're talking about, right? They inspire you, right? That's how I started. That's how I even decided that this was something that I wanted to do, right? Seeing other people and, and being like, wow, like I just love how they are so authentic with their story, how they share what they're doing. Um, I, I found a lot of great counsel within within these communities. And then I think, you know, if you're ready to take it to that next level. I would say, you know, I have a couple books I would recommend to anyone listening who feels stuck. Right now I'm reading I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Um, that's I Will Teach You to Be Rich. I'm sure many of you have probably heard about it and maybe never even picked a book up. But I would say that is one of the best personal finance books I've ever read. Like if I had if I had found it back in 2018, 2019, where I was really struggling, I probably would have never even worked. I probably would have just done everything in the book and just kind of you know, who knows where I would be now, right? I, I just think um, Rama does such an incredible job breaking down, like, what are the key things that everyone should be doing with their personal finances to build wealth? And I, I really stand by, you know, I'm, I'm almost finished the book now. And I, I'm, I'm so elated with all the advice that he shares. There's very few things that I would change in the book. Um, and I think, you know, being a brown man, he's Indian of Indian descent. Uh, I think I appreciate also just, you know, not having, not being white splained too, you know, in personal finance, because that's definitely a thing, right? Um, so I, I would say that being the second point. And then the third point is just like, you know, even look in your community and, and find those people that, that are talking about those things. You know, I feel like we all got that, that friend, that cousin, that, you know, that friend from college or something that, you know, may have always kind of been on this vibe, but we just didn't get it right. Check in with those people, you know, hit them up and say, Hey, like, let's hop on a zoom and just talk about some of the things. This is what I'm thinking about, right. Just to kind of be in conversation with other people that are thinking about those things. So those would be my my three main tips. You know, it's it's lean into those free digital communities, especially on social media, pick up personal finance books. I really enjoy I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Um, the second edition is the newest edition. And, you know, find those folks in your network already who are, are probably talking about these things um, and and spark those conversations. Thank you so much, Sunia. Honestly, you know, we connected through social media, right? And yes. it's so nice to be able to find other people who share some of your common goals, share some of your common interests, even if they are in a completely different state, right? Like you're on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast. But social media can really be used for good and really help you to connect with people that may not be in your realm otherwise. And I think that there's some really good pros that could come from it. I Will Teach You To Be Rich is on my Audible. So now I'm like, okay, I need to go hurry up and start listening to it. I've been sleeping. But I have watched a lot of of his videos and I follow him on Instagram and everything he says makes complete sense. So I love that. And now y'all got a book recommendation added to your list. Okay, we're all students here. We're all teachers. And again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You you mentioned affirmations, right? And I would love to end with an affirmation and just letting everyone know 
that you are worthy and it is your birthright to have and experience abundance and wealth and joy and peace and prosperity, regardless of the environment and your life circumstances that you've you've gone through. And same with you, Sunia. Thank you so much for for allowing yourself to shine um, and and walk toward your purpose because it's helping other people to find themselves in that process. And so I appreciate you and I only have gratitude in my heart for you being on the show. It means so much. And hopefully y'all go back and listen to it again because I think I might need to. Um, in okay, order period. To ah. Let it marinate. Okay. Ah, so again, thank, you thank you so much. So much. Thank you for having me. And that, ooh, that affirmation literally just gave me goosebumps because, ooh, you got to talk about it. It is our birthright to claim the abundance that we deserve. Um, so I, I love that. And I think that's a perfect way to end, end the episode. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.